Beast, the podcast that is way better than Oprah's book club. I'm Greg. I'm Jordan. Sorry, I forgot our order. For, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, and I'm and I'm uh, I'm I'm Kendall. Uh, uh, Rat Trap better have a Brooklyn accent, or we or we riot, right? Oh yeah. Oh wait, I've got some bad news about that. Oh, oh, but yes, we are back, folks, once again. Uh, for a couple of reasons, mainly to read the first or to talk about the first volume of the IDW Beast Wars comic that came out. So issues one through six. But if you've been living under a rock and maybe not even because they pushed it ahead a year, uh, the trailer for the new Transformers movie finally came out. It's got Beast Wars characters in it. So we're going to be talking about that. We'll be talking about that later, so you have to listen to the podcast to get our thoughts on it. And also, Kendall didn't see my screen captions, so. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of trivia on IMDb already. But we, <laughs> most of it, I think, is about the production, like the production of it, or, or like the, the scheduling, like the, how they had to take it back and who they hired and stuff like that. Yeah. Although, I wonder if, I wonder if they're going to talk about the opening being synonymous with the G1 opening. It says part of the film's <laughs> plot takes inspiration from the TV series Beast Wars Transformers 1996, where the descendants of Autobots and Decepticons, the Maximals and Predacons, who transform into different animals and creatures. Ooh. Although I didn't see any. I didn't see any. Uh, any Predacons? Predacons at all in that. Yeah, me that too. I, but I, but we'll talk about that later. Maybe that's true. That's true. true. That is true. But right now we are talking about the uh the comic book idw uh beast wars this is a thing that like i wanted to exist for like the whole time that we were doing the freaking show and then it existed and i didn't buy it until now yeah until now well um, to be fair it did just come out last year yeah, well yeah. finished i yeah. think well it came it came out in 2021 i think it started in 2021 and i think it finished up I it just finished have... a few months ago, yeah. Yeah. So written by Eric Burnham, art by Josh Burcham, letters by Jake M. Wood, cover art by Josh Burcham. So uh yeah. Josh was busy. He did he did the art and the art. Mm. <laughs> um 
and I'm sure that I, I, there were a bunch of, there were probably a bunch of artists that did all the 37,000 variant covers. Oh, uh, gosh, Eric, yes. Eric Burnham is not a name that I know anywhere from anything except for uh, social media. He yeah, I wasn't very, with very, very active on Twitter. Oh, okay. and and on and on and on Hive. He's very active on Hive. Is Hive active again? I don't know, but he okay. was. But he was the only <laughs> um, like, like I I followed like ten people on Hive, and he had like twenty posts, and then oh, wow. like maybe there would be like one other person posting, and then twenty more posts. I'm pretty sure that I I'm pretty sure that I actually unfollowed him on Twitter because he posted so much. Oh wow. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> he, he you. I- you can post on your socials and then people will retweet you. And you know, that's how you get famous. That's how you get beast wars. So, uh, Josh Burchins worked for IDW before under, they did the last stand of the records and more and the more than the oh, series. Like okay. they did art, they did artwork for that a couple of times. I thought, I thought <laughs> their art seemed familiar. I remember Burn? the records. That's where I remember it from. Ah, Last stand of the records. Eric Burnham uh, previously wrote Transformers slash Ghostbusters. Ah, like for IDW. Okay. Um, and I remember because I, I remember like looking at a one that had like the fullback matter when of the of the the interview. Like the the interview that's uh in the graphic novel is a little bit different because they actually talk like, oh, this is issue one and what mm-hmm. we have for issue two kind of thing. So that was cut out in the graphic novel, but I got a chance to look at a nice site that had a copy mm. of that, of that back matter. And I, I kind of remember it mentioning how he, you know, like he, he's still kind of new and, and he was like, this is like, was a great chance. And he was having the, so much fun to get to do this. Right on. So the, I mean, obviously this is going to be a different format since we're, we're going to be talking about the comic books <laughs> rather than, than a TV show. So obviously we don't have any IMDb release. I assume we don't have IMDb trivia. Um, so we might as well get into, I mean, the, the artwork by, by Josh Bersham is pretty good. I thought I definitely, uh, definitely different take than what we are used to with the characters, but not in a bad sense. Like the, they're, you've definitely still got the familiarity of, of the character designs. Um, but a little bit, you know, little, some tweaks based on his art style. Nothing major though. Yeah. And there's, there's this really nice, uh, sketch style to it. Like it feels like it's a little bit sketchy, sketched, but still complete. Yep. And all the, and, and all the characters are pretty recognizable. Yeah. Which like, there's not, there's not very much, difference from what they what you might recall them like you mm-hmm. when you see them you're like okay yeah i can see that that's like there's very like i know there's a i think there's like a comment on somewhere where what like what toy the uh primals design is kind of more based off of but still it it's still like one of those things was like oh no i can still see that's mm-hmm. that's primal mm-hmm. yeah yeah in fact Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so I've read, I read a decent amount of Transformers comics in the IDW era and the kind of house style for the IDW comics is like halfway in between like a, like the, like the G1 cartoon and like a photo realism. Yes. Um, and this is nothing like that. Nope. Uh, Not at all. And, and I don't know, you know, I, 
I was I was known during the regular run of the show anytime that we talked about a Transformers thing that wasn't Beast Wars that like I couldn't tell the difference between <laughs> some of the characters. Um, and I really have struggled with that in the comics because they don't they also don't have not only do they look the same, they don't have you know, they have you don't hear a different voice. Yeah. So. Yeah. So some of the and also because and also because, you know, I'm, it, the fact of the matter is IDW is is not a company known for their for their artwork. Um, no. uh, they uh, they they are um, the the the. The comic book industry is a small enough industry that really the best the best art is where the best artists are working for Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that being said, that being said, there, there are you do sometimes get unique, interesting artists in, in indie books, and I, I actually really think that the art uh, that the that uh, that the art in this is was is really is really solid. Yes. Um, the characters are really dynamic. There's it has that that thing of Beast Wars where there's like exactly ten characters, mm-hmm. you know, and every no two of the characters look alike. Yeah. Um, my only complaint about the art is the new is one of the new characters. Uh, you have Nyx is the is the Maximal. Mm-hmm. The Predacon is Scold. Scold. It took me about four issues to figure out what Scold's animal form was. Mm-hmm. Which is like a spiky turtle. <laughs> yeah, it's like a spiky. It's like some turtle. kind of yeah, snapping turtle of some sort. But but they didn't do they didn't do the best job of at least communicating at least communicating with with the I think they did uh, communicate well with the with the Maximals uh, like mm-hmm. what their alt form was and everything. Um, but but not as well with the. But I don't I don't even think we got like a scene of like. You know, I'm Scorponok and I turn into a scorpion. Yeah. I'm Pterosaur and I turn into a pterodactyl. I'm yeah. like, we got that with the, we got that with the, with the maximal, uh, yeah. you know, the revealing all the, the their, their alt forms, uh, but, but not so much with the, uh, with the Predacons, but, uh, <coughs> but we're get we're getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So yeah, Greg, you're the boss. Just a little bit. Take the lead. Take the lead. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, the art style reminds me of uh, Transformers Animated. My the character mm. design reminds okay. me of Animated. Yeah, it does fall pretty close yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and I I haven't seen Transformers Animated, but it does look like a mid two thousands cartoon. Yeah. 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 Definitely. No, that's the impression that I got from it from the character design. It almost. And like you were saying, Kendall, a lot of like the big artists are going to be with the big two companies, but this almost gave me, um, I don't know if anybody would remember, but X-Men archives back when they first introduced Legion, like the character of Legion and sort of the backstory. And it was like this totally different art style than what mm-hmm. you were used to seeing. It sort of, it gave me that sort of a sense. It has a, it definitely has a, has a personality yeah. and, and again, it, it, it did a pretty good job of communicating the story and mm-hmm. I was never unsure which character I was looking at, yeah. which is, yeah. which is, which is like really important. And, and it sounds like that is, it sounds like that's like a basic thing, but like mm-hmm. in a lot of comics, sometimes you run into that issue, you know, you're reading a Marvel comic and you're like this redheaded woman. I'm not sure if this is Mary Jane or Jean gray or, uh, or Scarlet the, Witch, or Scarlet or, Witch, or 
or uh, or or Scarlet Spider's girlfriend that also for some reason has red hair, or Jessica Drew. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's short. Gosh. It's it's not short hair, so it's not Moria Metagrit. Yeah. Yep. But yes. So Kendall mentioning story, we get something in this comic series that we did not get in the show. We actually get the before they started fighting in space. So before the show, we watched like the little YouTube video that that was made of the heist. We actually get the heist as the opener for this comic. The Predacons steal the golden disc. Yep. And we did we ever find out Megatron's name before he took the Megatron moniker? Not in the cartoon. They give okay. it give it here in the comic, but not in the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, that's also something that I, I love how got. I how he pulls uh, Ozymandias here. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's talking to the Tripredator's Council about this heist and his plans. It's like we do not approve of this. He's like, too late. I've already done it. Yeah. <laughs> Galavar, that's his name. Yeah. Interesting name. Which kind of sounds like Galvatron. Yes. Yeah. So that was interesting. But yeah, we, we get the entire heist. They they take the disc. We actually get a a little um, scene where the Wheeljack Ministry of Science building. Yes. Uh Terrorsaur wants to pretty much murder a Maximal and Dinobot stops him. Which I thought was an interesting character beat because that's gonna play into what we're going to be talking about later on but yeah the the entire heist we we get in the first issue of the comic and i thought it was great that we actually got to see it played out oh, uh, i'm gonna try and keep these little asides there but another deep little thing is they said the 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 maximal at gunpoint there is under mm-hmm. three which is like a little joke character of the transformers universe because <laughs> because it was the name under three comes from the fact that it was a toy that was like from McDonald's. Like, you know, oh, how, okay. you know, you have yeah. those, those things. And IDW has constantly used that character and done like little joke things with it there. Like how, um, uh, like in one version, like he was part of a, a unit that was completely wiped out. And so he, so he's like, I'm no longer, you know, so-and-so I'm, I'm unit three, you know, like, <laughs> like just doing just like real weird things to get the name across. And it's, it's kind of funny. I do kind of feel bad that he does get, uh, marked here though. So, um, I, I can't, I, I, cause mm-hmm. I blocked out season three of or for Cybertron, uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but I do Which kind of remember, talk about. <clears throat> I do kind of remember getting, uh, Dinobot stuff, like honorable, di- like yes. something like this, where like, where like, it's like Dinobot being a good guy, mm-hmm. uh, which I, which I actually really like, um, introducing the concept that like he was a, that he was a good guy, kind of like, uh, freaking, uh, the, the Decepticon in the first season of, of, uh, of War for Cybertron. Oh, um, Jetfire. Jetfire, like Jetfire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, re- I really liked, I really liked seeing them. As like, I'm in this faction because I'm in this faction, but I can I have my own moral compass and I'm going to make my choice as opposed to like in the, in, in beast wars originally, it was like, it was, it was like, he was Dinobot was like, I want to be the leader now. And Megatron was like, <laughs> no, you can't be the leader. 
And then he's like, okay, fine. Well, then I'll be the leader of the Maximals. And, and, and uh, oh, they and, call that out too. Yeah. Yeah. Which they call that out later. Uh, when, but, but like, I, I like it better. I think I like it better of him. Like, uh, sort of seeing realizing that he's on the wrong side uh i i i i think that's a that's a more a more interesting uh reinterpretation of the story um yes. and, and just and just perfect and it's just like yeah it's perfect for this yeah and i i kind of like how they kind of also make use of the fact that they try to keep the their general skill set and personalities consistent yes. uh like in in the cartoon like dinobot essentially was always on about security and stuff like that like he was there and it makes and it kind of makes sense if that was like his job there and they explicitly kind of state that here yeah. like in the comics i'm not sure if it's in this one but he's is his his thing is to make sure things you know go smoothly without uh like a security breach or 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 things breaking down yeah so and so like even part of the honor thing you know he's like there's no re- you know reason to kill him because he's unarmed it's also like a security thing that, you know, you don't need, you don't want to have people, you know, coming back for retribution or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So some other, some other interesting stuff that we get early on and, and you know, I don't know if this is in this issue or not, but that's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll just kind of move through, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, but another thing, cause, cause we're talking about the whole trade. Um, yeah. So another thing early on that we're a stat that I think, and it's related, it's associated with the heist. Part of the heist is that they basically are like, they're Pearl harboring the, the Maximals. Like they're, yes. they're destroying a bunch of the Maximals, uh, warships. And that's really important because that's why you end up with this kind of ragtag group of explorers. The Maximals are, are the only ones that can, that can follow the, the Predacons. And you got like, and I actually really like, uh, uh, Optimus being like this, like, it's like, he was a, he's like a, he's like a cop that, you know, made somebody mad. So they put him on a, they put him on a bad, on a beat that he doesn't like or something. Yeah. I don't know, I'm watching he's, the he's, wire. He's, so I'm getting this mixed up with the wire a little bit. I think he's, he's but, more looking for action than, than, uh, the cartoon right. version. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's an interesting, an interesting take. I like. Right. Right. And then, but then. But they're still a, they are still a, a resource, and it also just makes more sense. Like if you had somebody that's that's yeah that's that's itching for action that has or that has like just like that kind of uh, more military experience, it makes more sense uh, that they're going to end up being being the leader that you need for this, uh, you know, for this war of beasts. Yeah, and he's and he's still he's and he still kind of uh, defers to Rhinox sometimes for rage like he still sees him as an older mentor like he did in the cartoons like that and it seems like that's what a lot of the characters do do towards rhinox which is kind of interesting um i do like how when they get to the they do find the ship his first order is to fire on their engines to stop them Mm -hmm. and rhinox is like we're not going to open like communications channel and talk to them like try and talk them down right right yeah i yeah i thought that was really interesting too that he's he's very like he's very aggressive about it uh and that was the right call. You know, this yeah. is, this is, uh, like we don't, we don't stand a chance unless we actually dis- disable them and have some element of surprise. Which is true because, you know, the things from the story beats pretty much hit like we saw in the show. You know, the Predacons stole this specific ship because they needed the engine 
because where because of where Megatron wants to go. And the Maximals are the only other ship in the area with the same type of engine to be able to follow them. Mm-hmm. So I don't. And it, they it's not up beat, the rest, so yeah. They're, so, so they, they can't follow. get one like yeah they don't have one ready to follow anytime yeah. soon and i also love that all these ships have the transwarp drive that they can just go back in time but they're like no we're not allowed to do that yeah and <laughs> why do we make the engine <laughs> it's like a it's kind i like i kind of find that funny that it's like a an almost accident of the transwarp drive it's like yeah we can go go through space and time much faster but we can also go backwards in time, but we're not going to really use it because that's not what we want to use it for. And we don't want to create paradoxes, right? Yeah. Right. But then Prime is saying how, well, wouldn't it be good to be able to go back and just explore, essentially, um, which, I mean, makes sense. You know, they could be exploring time as well as space. But but for the most part, the the story beats are pretty much in line with with what we got in the show. I mean, there there is a bit of a space battle. Uh, the the Maximals definitely are not a warship. They it's mainly just defensive capabilities that they have. We get and, some. This is where we get some characterization of the new character Nix as their pilot. Yes. So the reason that they're able to to follow the Predacons this time around is Nix is able to is quote-unquote tether uh to them and and essentially follow them through and not break the ship apart at the same time but what we do get that's slightly different here so instead of the maximals and predacons like essentially shooting each other down the predacons were were actually somewhat successful in in like disabling the maximal ship except for the propulsion and that's where Nyx comes in and she basically rams the the axelon into the dark side and then they both go crashing to the planet below so so slight difference in that regard but at the same time they're still carrying the basic gist of the story which which is cool um oh also we got ironhide like oh yeah that's right he's the one who called and asked them yeah, it, it's it's apparently Ironhide who's the one who tasks them with with tracking down the Predacon. So I thought that was kind of cool too. Um, also, the vibes that I got from the ships—it's funny because now that I think about it, um, what's the game? What's that indie game that came out a number of years ago now? Ah, uh, I wish I could remember the name Undertale? of it. Undertale. No, it's a, it's Gone a space. Home? No, it's a space game. It's gonna bug me. I'm gonna have to open what my What remains Steam of Edith Finch? <laughs> it's not faster than light, right? Yes, FTL. It is. Yes. Oh, okay. The ship designs for the Axelon oh. and the Dark Side remind me of ship designs from FTL. Well, now we just need to see over, like, an overview of them, so we can see each little room. Mm, that'd be neat. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the the first issue for the most part pretty much story beats with the first episode of the series and we even get the the jettisoning jettisoning of the escape of the the pods the protoform pods yeah yes and we do also get a little we do uh, get a panel where we see one really big pod with a big red x on it too oh cool yeah i didn't so, catch that 
So I thought, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty, that was pretty neat. Um, and you know, for the most part, it, the end of the episode is essentially, you know, Megatron saying yes. we're on this world that is rich in energon and we're, we survived the crash. So obviously we can assume that our enemies did as well, but we're going to eliminate them. And, you know, for the, for the most part, the, the first issue is part of the theme song pretty much. Yes. Yeah. I, w- I listened to the theme song today. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much the first issue. <laughs> I think the only character that we don't get, like even some, uh, some little character be from is, is scold. Like we don't get yeah. much, much from her. No, we don't. Which by the way, I'm pretty sure they, they made it obvious. Like they said, like part of the thing when they first were there is that Nixon scold are supposed to be like, adding female characters like more female like to add because you know that's something that it's like well now that we actually can do this you know it would right, make right. more sense that yeah. they would have you know like uh like pilots and engineers and and such to you know on both sides and and stuff like that so yeah. it's kind of interesting and apparently they got like before the comic even came out they got quite a bit of fan art of uh of the of nicks because people knew kind of what her design was based off of which was mm-hmm. part that uh, the original Optimus Bat yeah, primal bat. thing, yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. Well, and I remember reading it, uh, like like articles and stuff, and they bring up they they would bring up Nix. Mm-hmm. I didn't real I didn't even until I read this I didn't realize there was a new there was a new Predacon character. Yeah, um, there really yeah. wasn't much mention of of Scold. It was it was predominantly yeah. Nix. They seem to yeah. pick up on Nick's quite a bit. Of course, Which, then again, when you read the book, there's not very much going on with Scold anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was like one of the interesting things that I that was mentioned in the the back matter uh, interview. That's not actually in the graphic novel. That they that uh, the writer it's Eric the writer I think it, where he he says that he actually hopes to like you know, give you more of Nick's because this was just like after Ooh. the first issue or Nixon scald. Right. right. And, he, and he's like, I, there's things about scold that I, you know, like I like to begin with. And you kind of see it in some of the issues that they're supposed to be like a little bit, uh, pun intended, like in, uh, in a shell, like the, you know, they're mm-hmm. kind of, and he's like, and he's like, we're hoping the, that you get to see the character arc of them. Like, you know, finding themselves and coming out of that said shell, which mm-hmm. again, I, pr- I think was purpose because of the turtle thing. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish that I would have known that it was a turtle. Uh, that she was a turtle, like until like before it was way too long in the series when there was like a clear shot of, of her as a turtle. Was she in the, the, when they scanned everybody in the, the end of the first issue, was there a turtle there? I'm going to take a look right so. now. Yeah. Oh, like I saw, there's I the head of a, there's a head of a snapping turtle. Yes. Oh that, yeah. That's what it was. It, yeah. it was yeah. just the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. Cause you get, you get very, yeah. Most of the maximals, you can tell what they are. Cause you like, get, I like, thought, yeah, I thought that it was based on that picture. I, I I thought that uh, she was supposed to be like some kind of like a triceratops or something like yeah. some kind of like some kind of like other kind of dinosaur, hmm. maybe yeah. not a triceratops because it didn't have the, the, the three horns, but like but like uh, some kind of, di- you know, some kind of dinosaur or some kind of turtle dinosaur or something. Uh, 
but yeah, it wasn't, you know, cause we, cause the art for the most part, I like the art, but that was one, one aspect of the art that like was lacking. I think a little bit. Yeah. It was, a, yeah. I mean, the, the, you definitely had like a lot of, a lot of detail on the maximals, but like, I didn't even notice the pterosaur, uh, like the pterodactyl skeleton until I'm, I'm like really looking at it a lot because I mean, you've got Nix. Oh yeah. You see the bat really well. And then you see the pterodactyl skeleton sort of off of her wing. I, and it was I, barely I, noticeable. Was, yeah. I now I see that. And now. I just, I, I'm just now noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although, although I will say to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm on my, I did read this on my phone. It might be a little different if I had the physical, uh, like full size comic issue. I mean, I, I, I read it on my computer okay. and like, I've got a 27 inch screen and I still just noticed it <laughs> now. So, okay. Well then I no mean, small nip, small nip. That's nip. it. That's it. He's fired. Yeah. <laughs> he does not get, he doesn't get to draw issue 19. <laughs> doesn't get to do beast wars Two electric boogaloo beast wars Two. <laughs> that's the, that's the Japanese. That's the Japanese. Yeah, show, that is it? the Japanese show. <laughs> so, I mean, the so the first issue is is pretty much we get the addition of of the heist but it's pretty much part and parcel with episode 1 pretty much in line with it second issue we get we're like Surprise. three pages in and we're introduced to the Vok already yeah we they're they're there from the start yeah uh you know they're talking about experiments and how the, there's three of them one of them wants to pretty much just you know wipe the planet now the other one's like, no, no. It. yeah. The other one's like, no, no, you can't do an experiment without expecting outside interference. And then the third mm. one is the one that sort of makes the the judgment call. Well, but, like a mid thing, you know, where yeah. we'll wait and see, and if it gets too bad, then we'll blow up everything. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's a really interesting choice to make them like extra cartoony. Like they read yeah. as they read as like uh, I, almost like Batmite type characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think they mentioned this before, like they, they exist in unspace in the comics. Yes. Which is what they use to travel through time. Mm-hmm. So, so they're like, they're weird, definitely other dimensional creatures. And it's and, even hinted at that. Like they're sort of existing outside of time or sort of like pausing time, but it's still sort of noticeable for, mm-hmm. for both teams. Yeah, I like, like I liked how uh, I liked how so 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 question uh, so Rhinox notices I mean he notices like the floating island and like different typographical yeah. Yeah. areas yeah, there's he's like, like an arctic line right be, beside the desert yeah he's like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> do you think that that is because do you think that that is because uh, they're observing like the fact that the beast wars cartoon had a bunch of different geographical areas real close to each other. I know I'm pretty sure the, the like continuity notes and trivia mentioned that that might be an aside to it. I don't know if it's specific, but it, I would not be surprised, especially Mm -hmm. considering like how besides the floating, the floating islands kind of thing, there's literally a picture of like a pine forest on the, uh, with snow, like bleeding off into a desert. Yes. You know, and yeah. and it's just like, you know, it's one of those things where like how they go from like subarctic to 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 Savannah so quickly in the cartoon that or know, maybe they're just in like, California. <laughs> Possible. 
Could be Canada as well. We always say wait five minutes and then the weather will change. Right, right. <laughs> but I also, uh, I also they, there's a neat little thing where Rhinox is mad that that uh, Rat Trap's eating organic. Yes. Where he, he's like, we're not, we're not, we eat Energon. We're not supposed to be built to eat organic. Yeah, but then, yeah. But then Rat Trap's pretty quick to say, well, the Energon here, we can't really eat. It's going to take time, so we might as well eat organic stuff because we can process it anyway. So, so that was kind of neat because Rat, Rat Trap's eating an apple. It's like, where the hell did he get an apple from? Well, and again, <laughs> and again, Rat Trap eat, definitely eats apple. He eats apple cores in the yeah in the show. So just a lot of it. I felt like there was a lot of attention to detail here. Yeah, we we do get a um sort of a neat scene with primal and, and Nix sort of, you know, suggesting that she go exploring. Um, she's really eager, eager to go exploring because she now has wings. Yes. Like mm-hmm. she, like, I guess it's not standard that, uh, in robot mode you can fly. And so the, I'm guessing as a pilot, the only time she got to fly was when she was flying mm-hmm. ships. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, so, and I think this was, I mean, obviously because of what happens later, but this situation came up in the show, but it was Cheetor. Yes. I think it was like him wanting to run really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely like, there's definitely stuff that's getting pulled from, you know, from the show. Actually, it's funny that now that I think about it because so yeah, we, we get so instead of Waspinator and Cheetor, we get Pterosaur and Nyx in the chase scene. We also get they're they're throwing so much, you know, throw many Easter eggs in here. We got Megatron with the rubber ducky. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. It's yeah. like I told you I do not want to be disturbed, and we get a big squeak panel. Oh yeah, and that's when uh Scorpionok uh is like checking in with them and he can't decoded and he offers to decode it yeah like mentioned one of the few times that they mentioned that scorpionok had some uh very specific uh, skills besides just following orders yeah no overall i thought it was i thought it was neat that we that we had some some stuff that was very similar to the show and then also and like having these little easter eggs like like the the vok and rubber ducky I kind of hope we see rubber ducky more. It'll be kind of cool if we do. Um, I'm more, I'm a little interested in the Vok actually, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) well, definitely that I'm interested because they're introducing them so early, how it's going to play out and then future issues. And I kind of like how they're sort of noticed, but they're not, but they're not fully noticed. They like when they come and go in the comic, the characters actually have like this tingling feeling or, or, or see a flash or something and it gives, you know, gives it off, but they shrug it off. Yeah. And I, and actually scold picks up this, the, the reading of the unspace. Yeah. Yes. When they're, when they're in their ship. Yeah. The other, yeah. The other thing is like, I'm, I'm back a little back and forth with the Vok because like, if you hadn't read, if you hadn't seen the show, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, it's obviously it's a tease. You're not totally supposed to know what's going on with them, but you would be like really thrown. Like, what is, what is this thing? If you hadn't seen the show, but mm-hmm. then on the other hand, it's like, who is reading this that hasn't seen the show? Like, yeah, that's uh, true. In, 
in all That's honesty, like who is reading the yeah. Beast I mean, comic? It is a good it is a good starting point though for for someone who's new who's like I want to know what Beast Wars is and if they could pick this up on like a sale, I oh, would yeah. suggest it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I, it's a good comic. I mean, but watch the show too. It's a good. I mean, it's a good comic. I think also like probably uh, if the Rise of the Beasts movie is popular, uh, or or if or if it turns it, or especially if it turns into like a franchise, uh, mm-hmm. people could you know people could go to that. And I guess I mean I guess people might have seen War for Cybertron and gone back. I mean. Like I've read, G- I've read G one comics, and I haven't watched the G one TV show. So, like, mm-hmm. there. I mean, I guess there are probably Transformers fans that didn't watch Beast Wars. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come to think of it, Kendall, you had we put out a call for questions today. And one of the questions <laughs> is, "What is Beast Wars?" <laughs> what is Beast Wars? Yeah. Um. But yeah. This, so the second issue, instead of big fight like we got in the show. Pterosaur shows up at the end with Nyx. He's caught Nyx. He's knocked her out. He brings her to Megatron. And so that's, you know, we're slowly starting to see that divergence from what we had in the show, which, you know, I wasn't expecting like a complete rehash of what happened in the show. So it's nice that we're seeing those subtle differences, but also that we're getting the stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really interesting to me that, that it wasn't just, uh, that the adaptation bit of it wasn't just uh, we'll we'll do the origin story and then tell our own story. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. Uh, it does it does seem to, and it also didn't get like I mean we had one issue of extra backstory, but like some of this IDW Transformer stuff ha- is so dense, like you could do oh, like yeah you could do twelve issues of the theft of the golden disc, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just you know it would start it would start on i mean all this a lot of this it would start on cybertron with uh you know and you would get the backstory between megatron and optimus primal how they used to be best friends and uh <laughs> you know an aside about why why it was the wheeljack ministry of science right right right, right. why yeah. galavar is so ups- so tired of his position in rat, civilization rat trap rat trap would go to the the um the place that where the bot lady bots don't have chest plates. Oh yes, that little hole in the wall. Yeah, the little hole in the wall that he likes. Yep. Cheetor would have been going to the to the amusement park before uh, his first <laughs> first mission. Right, right, riding, right. Riding the roller coaster. Like, like, yeah, and there'd be a hole. Yeah, there'd be a hole. Um, but uh, it, you know, the Tripraticus Council would be just have just got elected. Yep. The the next issue is. Almost oh, start. I oh, sorry. One beat that we also want to mention is we scold noticed the readings about the unspace and tarantulas yes. has decided that that is priority because they might be away and that he and he's like this happened while we were unconscious crash land there does that you we have no idea what happened aren't you curious and he doesn't win any points with Dinobot because no again. He's security. He's like, I want to know what's what our biggest problems around us are so that we can, you know, make plans for that. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to know whether or not there's going to be something that's going to try and kill them on the planet. I, I yeah. forget if this was I forget if this was that this conversation, but this conversation kind of sets it up like a, at some point. Tarantulas is basically like like somebody like Dinobot's like, I'm second in command. And Tarantulas yeah. is like, no, no, you're not. Uh, we yeah. we, we technically work for. We did this job for Megatron, but we're bad guys. We're all in it for ourselves. 
Like mm-hmm. we're we're not we're not like a we're not like a team. Yeah. Like we're not, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's this at that point exactly when when like Dinobot tries to order him to forget the the readings and and give him this like situation situational report of what's around them instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which which that's that's something kind of along with what I was saying previously about about Dinobot that is the uh the advantage of doing a reboot or a prequel uh of the story because that's who Tarantulas was in season 3. Uh yes. and I mean maybe there were elements of it, you know, my filters will adjust and all that in in the early episodes, but but Tarantulas was very much his own faction in season yeah. 3. Uh, and, uh, so because, you know, but, and it wasn't like he, it wasn't like he, like, you know, his character changed his mind or whatever. Like he just, you know, because you know, oh, that's what the fully fleshed out version of this character is. You can incorporate elements of that fully fleshed out version of the character earlier in the story. Yes. Uh, That's actually something I hadn't even thought about. It's funny that you mentioned that it's. It's funny that you mentioned my filters will adjust because we're pretty much getting yeah. my filters will adjust at the start of the next issue. <laughs> Except he doesn't say my filters will adjust. No, no he doesn't. I was waiting for it. I was, we, I was so waiting for it. Like, we get welcome to the dark side. We get, we get welcome to the dark side. Yeah. Yes. And um, Tarantulas is known as, as, as a very, as a horrible torturer. So, like Although and not, he it calls was, himself an artist. Yeah, like like Megatron, Megatron just had to say that I'll give you to Tarantulas for Nix to go like that. He he's a butcher. Like he he didn't have to. I don't think other than him standing behind Megatron, he, I don't think she really needed to know much more about what yeah. was going to happen yeah. to her. Yeah. Um. But I I just I I keep coming back to the welcome to the dark side because the the dark side thing is is this is another like. <laughs> kind of main canon yes uh, element because it wasn't it's not clear when they say welcome to the dark side in the cartoon whether that is like welcome to the we're the cool people um mm-hmm. or if it's like literally our ship is called the dark side but they yeah. literally it's the dark side one word spelled with a y but not Look what you think that's from she hulk <laughs> you guys probably haven't watched she hulk yet it's good another one i need to watch yeah yeah add that to the list yes. yeah i I've, I've just been behind on a lot of stuff i wanted to watch i what was the, the only thing that i actually got to see recently is the window and weird i think movie that that's oh yeah, yeah the the one with the guy who did kubo and the two strings and and Coraline with uh okay. with uh uh Oh, with uh, Tim Burton? No, no. Uh, with Jordan Peele and and or and uh, they they did voices. Hold on. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 the stop motion co- company that that did Coraline, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kubo and the Two Sh- Strings, uh, Box Trolls, that that whole whole thing, and oh, and, okay, yeah, and. And uh, it's just this really, really interesting story. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I got, I just want to say is that uh, for a, you know, for such, for using just like simple um, uh, puppeteering and stuff like that, 
they did some incredible stuff there. Like I oh, don't know, absolutely. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Keegan Michael Keel and Jordan Peele do voices as like some of main like antagonists in in the in the movie. Oh, okay. of, of like these devils that are part of this whole thing, <laughs> and um, like in in Kubo and the Two Screams, there was that giant skeletal monster that they fought at one point, and and that was like a full like practical monster, mm-hmm. you know, which uh, in puppetry meant that it was basically slightly taller than a normal person, you know. So, and they had something like similar to that in in this as well, and it just moves so smoothly, and it's just kind of neat to see. Yeah, this this work. I've always found that neat. Back back when I was in college, there was a guy who was big into stop motion. It was interesting to see it work. It was so tedious, but it was when you got it working right, it was really cool to see. Yeah. But so we get it's it's not my filters will adjust. It's a bit of. uh I'm not sure if we ever really had an episode where Dinobot really saves Cheetor. Right, because Rat Rat saves Cheetor. Yeah. But they, they yeah. combine they, they use this as, as the way sort that Dinobot leaves. Yeah. In a in a way that makes a lot more sense. Is this also the episode that the one that has the coolest moment in the whole everything where Dinobot oh, yeah. does COVID nineteen? Yes, I think it is. That's oh thing. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, we yeah he uh, it's the fight they're, they're doing the thing and then Dinobot decides to save Nix, uh, and and basically you know it's treason so all they're all gonna fight him. He throws uh he throws the turtle at him, but uh, uh Dinobot's like I'm in charge of security and he's and he says like Omicron something something yes and uh, and, and oh, yeah. completely in- locks it down yeah, yeah. initiate yeah. dark side security defense protocol code Omicron D seven right yeah he sick the, sick the COVID on him <laughs> it's it's a neat little callback to him being part, you know security chief yeah, yeah. and it's just it's, it's just so because per- he's he's the guy he's the one that's like has his shit together too. Like that's, it's like him leaving the Predacons, especially this group of Predacons. It's like, that's a real, that's going to be a real hit for the Predacons because he, he was, he was seemed like the most competent of all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even like in the show starting out, we thought that Megatron is pretty calm, pretty confident leader in this. I'm not so sure. Yeah. It's more, it's, it's much, much more, uh, ragtag group like i yes. mean like they were kind of were uh-huh. before this one's way more uh they just kind of grabbed who they could for this for this yeah. heist and yeah now they're in the thick of it and they just have to work with who, who what they have yeah and it seems like well i mean in the show megatron kept kept things in line because he was in today and in in, in this he does to to a degree but it and feels also, like and also half the episodes of the show are about one of the one of the Decepticons trying to overthrow Megatron. Yeah. Megatron. So, <laughs> like, I mean, at least in the you know in the first season, like, yeah. like, yeah, they are, <coughs> they are, they are not, uh, they're not a, a tight, you know, a, a tight working together uh, group uh, in the, in the show either. But uh, yeah. also, and also, we'll see. I mean, we'll see as the as the as the book goes on, um, they might, you, you know, now that we're past, once we get past the origin story, uh, yeah. they might, they might tighten up a little bit. That's true. 
Um, I mean, after Di- well, technically Dinobot, he doesn't necessarily rescue Nyx. He gives Nyx the opening for her to escape. Yeah, and they're they're then, taking basically after they they realize they're not going to torture anything out there, and they can just kind of guess what they already needed. They uh-huh. just kind of like take pot shots at her using Tarantulas' new prototype that basically yeah, does got like a does a transformation that, lock. Yeah, like a T lock and, and a state and keeps her out of stasis lock, so she can't transform and she can't go into stasis lock. And. Dinobot just basically blows up that prototype, and that's yeah. what gives her the chance to get away. And Tarantulas, of course, is pissed. He's like, that was my baby. <laughs> my baby, no. But, so... I do like how uh, Dinobot also, during the fight, tried to convince Skull to come with him. That's true. That yeah. this yeah, is a, ba- a bad place for him. a traitor. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like, yeah, it seems like Skull to the extent that she has a character. Um, yeah. I also is, like the line, uh, is, if is strength like a, was all that was required of a leader, Scold would be in charge. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're like these issues for the most part have been following stuff fairly well. Um, I mean, this is sort of where we get a bit of a divergence now because uh, with with the next issue because i think we're on to issue four now if i'm not mistaken yes so nix uh can she she's in bat form she falls oh okay. no she's she's been in she's been in bat form but she can only walk so she wants to try and fly but she can't fly and then she transforms out and then immediately gets t- attacked by this like tiger sort of looking creature with horns I wouldn't call it a tiger. I would call it an well. Okay, I would call it an alien tiger. This is literally yes. like like a, you tell a kid, "Hey, what do you think an uh, a tiger from another planet will look like?" And then they just draw it and put like spikes all over and horns. Yeah, which you know makes sense. Which uh, and also makes what's on this planet even weirder because oh, I just remembered. I just knocked over an empty can. Thankfully, um, <laughs> we get. We get a reference to Code of Hero in this issue. Because mm-hmm. Nyx breaks a stick and is like, guess I'll have to improvise. <laughs> and manages to hit it with a stick. But it doesn't work. No. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing. Is that- it's because I didn't have a rock in the stick. And <laughs> I like this and this is where Dinobot actually does phys- physically like directly help. He grabs yeah. that that tiger and just tosses it. Breaks its neck. There's a yeah, panel yeah. where you get a crack. Yeah. Yeah. So basically just, you know, murders a murders a poor kitty and then manages to save Nyx. Although we did get a funny part because Nyx kind of falls into sort of, stasis yeah, lock. Goes into stasis lock. Dinobot tries to access her computer. The computer's like, no, you can't access me. You're you're a Predacon. Yeah. So then Dinobot manages to ask it, ask it sort of roundabout questions like, okay, right, right, you won't, right. You won't tell me where exactly it is, but can you tell me the path that she sh- took to get to where she was? Right. That's that's so that's so funny. That is so, so something that would have happened in the show, and yeah. either I would have loved it or hated it. Yeah. 
I totally like, could have seen. Almost on the level of the tr- like, yeah, like where they're like, well, technically, I just accidentally pushed this rock on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, sw- I'm just moving my arms. If you happen to get in the way of the <laughs> arms, I can't, I can't. It's not my fault. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty funny there. Because it also, interestingly enough, gives a little personality to their onboard computers. Yep. Like their diagnosis computers, because you can actually there's actually like a pause that where you see the computer is seeing what it's doing, and so it's like, oh, okay, this will get her safely to a CR chamber, you know, like like realizing, oh, what's going on that there are that it is helpful to get Nick's back and to let this Predacon follow the directions that he's asking for. Oh my God. I'm wondering yep. if there's something that we could figure out with the fourth and fifth laws of robotics. With this. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. We're talking about the rat trap scene, right? Not no, yet. We're, well, not yet. We were talking about like the, the onboard computer because the oh, onboard computer to seems loud, to be right? like, yeah. Yeah. Like it talks out loud for one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the onboard computer is almost like another personality within the transformer. Yep. Yep. So fourth and fifth laws of robotics. Cause yeah. I noticed a rat trap scene. I guess it must be in a later issue where he is monologuing to himself in the, in the manner of a, of some of a, of a robot following those, those laws. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's in, a, that's in, I want to say issue six. I think it's the last issue of the volume. I think. Oh, and there's there's a weird thing in this one that I I I'm hoping we'll get like they dropped I'm obviously dropped for foreshadowing but I'm not sure if they if they actually get back to it because it, it must be later. There's at back at the ship they uh, Cheetor accidentally pops up some kind of uh, a call to the Predacons that the Axelon made before they did any of this. Yes. Yeah, like, it picks up something. Like. Um, I know we didn't mention it with all the stuff there, but the, the Maximals do kind of worry about Nix. Like they're they're not they're not a, they didn't like go doing a search party because of uh, they don't know the terrain and they're and they needed to get the sh- ship fixed up. But they're also like, well, maybe uh, she just got lost. I mean, this is new terrain and and they they can take care of themselves. We'll wait until morning and see if things and and. Uh, and now they're trying to like increase their scanner range so they can see where, so they can try and basically get a hold of Nix or find her now that she's still not back. And that's and and it's Cheetor messing around with it that causes that little ping, uh, the show the show up. And I, Rhinox is the one who's like, oh, just forget about it. I mean, we are under the pack Cybertronia. We do share information with the Predacons. Yeah. But yeah, no, the the we we do get a bit of banter between all of the Maximals and also them picking up Nyx finally. Um, and of course, we we do get Tarantulas managing to fix the doors on the dark side after everything the Dinobot did. Um, but I find it funny because the the maximals are like uh it's you know oh there's a predacon he's got nicks and so they're all gung ho and so i thought we were going to get a repeat of what happened with the first episodes where dinobot challenges for leadership <laughs> not the case nope so he very nearly makes cheetor piss his 
his fur because Cheater's like, oh, you monster. And ba- he just like, you know, yeah. knocks him over and gets has sword a sword pointed, drawn you know, on a matter him. of seconds. Yeah. Also, since when can Primal have his his arm guns come out of his animal form? That seems a little weird. I figured you have to access your your robot form to have access to your to your weapons, but apparently not. But uh, but instead of challenging for leadership, Dinobot is just he's just asking to be a maximal. Yeah, I like I like yeah. how he's like I, how he was like, what did you think I was going to challenge for leadership or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, it's that's when he's in the cell, but I still find it funny that he's like, he's he actually calls it out. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's just it's just interesting way of taking things we already know and just like kind of just you know, changing it up just enough. Like yeah. you're expecting it to go one way, and they they sort of just veer off slightly. They still sort of follow the path for the most part. They're but they're making it their own in this story which i which i can appreciate you don't want to just rehash the story over again but but you know we, we moving on to the next issue we've got dinobot in in a cell and they're like well it's not a jail cell it's uh you know it's a holding cell right yeah, it, it's, it's it. a holding cell it's a holding area meant for malfunctioning protoforms which is like, I mean, which is which is actually like pretty reasonable that they would lock him up while they're like kind of figuring it out. Like he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's in a probationary period. Yeah, and this is where he's like, well, would you prefer I challenge for command? <laughs> um, the there's there was something with last issue. Oh, the torture scene from last issue, and this scene here where Nix is talking to Dinobot. Um reminded me very much of war for cybertron and it makes me wonder if they were writing this around the time that war for cybertron was out because it seems like they might be pulling some from some from that as well because they're very much reminded me of um dinobot and uh air razor from war for cybertron when they had that talk when she was in the cell and he was he was talking to her yeah, uh, just sort, oh, of, sorry, I sort of that out. Yeah, I know. It's all <laughs> um, some blur for you. That definitely, this definitely was, this definitely was out well before. Yeah, uh, those those uh, those episodes were, and I kind of oh. doubt that uh, he had access to those story points. I don't know. It it just seemed when I read it back to me myself, it, it sort of felt very similar to that. Mm-hmm. So, but. well, and it's all. This is all yeah. story. It's it's a similar story. Yeah. Well, especially because she she asked him like, you know, why did you help me? And he's like, well, you didn't deserve to die like that. And she's like, well, why do you care? And then he goes into, well, I, like, you know, she's like, you're a terrorist. And he's like, look, you, all you're going off the basis of is what you've been told about Predacons. He's like, if you don't, he's like, not the hearsay or the prejudices. You know what are what are you certain of in in your mind that a predacon is? And she's like, well, that you're violent and aggressive. And he's like, well, we're mainly a warrior cast, so yeah, we kind of are, but we're not just that because we got warriors, we got athletes, we have there peacekeepers scientists. and scientists. So you know, I also like the comment where 
she's like, I went to a university with a Predacon who nearly killed me during a lab project. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and Final Boss responds to us, yes, school is a difficult time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it's, there's some, I see similarities to other Transformers media, but I find that any, any similarities I find they're doing just enough different to not make it seem like they're, they're outright copying it, which I think yeah. is good. Um, and I mean, we're, we're sort of building up to this first confrontation that we're going to have between the Maximals and the Predacons at this point. Um, and of course they don't have any defensive systems for the Axelon set up yet after the crash, which I found was really funny because they were so focused on trying to find Nick's that they didn't get it set up. Though it does make me wonder if we're going to get Sentinel on this or if it's not going to be a thing like they had in the show. So, but, but we finally, you know, this issue, we finally get the, the meeting of them. Uh, which which is found out by Rat Trap after he was watching Nixon Dinobot and yeah. kind of like how Cheetor's like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, watching a fantasy fantasy about a Fredicon with a heart of gold. And then <laughs> Cheetor is like, you're spying on Nix? He's like, spying? No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> this is for this is to keep things secure. Uh, oh, hey, right, right, this? right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then he sees them, and then then we get our first face to face between the Maximals and the Preds, and then, and then we finally uh, start getting our battle. Cheetor, yeah, of course, is still being fast. Like, raise the fences, and Rod Trump's like, oh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Which again, like we said, like uh, mentioned, they were concerned about Nix. So yes. the last few hours, they were spent fixing their long range sensors and communications to find and talk to Nix. Which meant they completely ignored the defenses. Yeah. So the the funny thing is, is we get like with this first fight. So Megatron sent Tarantulas into the ship while they're all distracted, and so we get our first Rat Trap versus Tarantulas interaction, which is pretty similar to what we have with the show. Because of course Tarantulas is like, oh, I'm gonna try and eat you. <laughs> no filters will adjust, but basically he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a snack before I destroy your ship." And Rattrap's like, "Get away from me, you creepy fuck!" <laughs> uh, we get yeah. to see a little bit of uh, uh, cheat in in between. We get to see Cheetor's uh battle ability, which is more just agility. Yes, at the moment. Yep, agility and speed, I'd say. Yeah, because he's he's handling Scorponok and Waspinator. Um, and then Primal and Megatron, of course, are going back and forth. Um, and Primal calls back to the first issue when he was sparring with Rhinox when he's fighting with Megatron because Megatron knocks him down and then he Primal manages to knock him down by doing sort of like a sweep to the leg. But, uh, we do get, (laughs) we get a funny interaction between Rhinox and Scold because Rhinox is like, uh, I got my hand full because this one's almost as strong as I am. And she's like, uh, almost. And she's like almost half the size of Rhinox and still <laughs> yeah. to nail him in the face. <laughs> but, but yeah, at the end of the issue, we've got Nyx and we've got Dinobot out there yeah, taking the fight to them, which I thought was neat. To be clear, Nyx let Dinobot out of the holding cell. Like there was yes. a moment where they had to do a will, he, will she, won't she kind of thing. Yeah. Before he, they came to rescue them all. 
And of course, we kept Dinobot's uh, laser eyes too, which I loved because he blasts oh, Megatron with the laser eyes. And that that scold thing you mentioned, she taunts she taunts Rhinox back, but she still stutters, which yeah. I find kind of funny that she's still nervous. I guess in this whole thing, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, and then we go right into with issue six. This yep. is where, like, this is the opening where we where we could have the you know a dis- we could have a debate on the fourth and fifth laws of robotics with this because Tarantulas is pretty much monologuing to himself at the start of this yep. issue. <laughs> uh. But yeah, there's a good, there's a good couple of pages where Tarantulas is like he. He figures he's getting followed by Rattrap, which is true, but Rattrap is, is sort of like a step ahead of him, so he never sees him, but he's still monologuing to himself. Yeah. So I also like how despite the the uh the main reason like Tarantulas has already disabled some some of the ship's power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but he's also supposed to blow up the ship. And instead of doing that, he goes to the tech lab. Yeah. What I think is an interesting choice, like seeing it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember Tarantulas ever being like the infiltrator guy. Uh, I know like, he's 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 been very sneaky and backhanded. He, he makes. Yeah, it may, it, it doesn't yeah. not make sense. It's just like uh, I mean, I'm trying to think who is the who is the infiltrator trap, guy for the Predacons because it's usually rat traps sneaking around. Yeah, it's yeah. the saboteur type. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Tarantula really sort of snuck into the ship at the end of season one when he and Black Arachne were going to try and use the pod, I guess. Yeah, I get I in later episodes, I would say it was it would be Black Arachnia who's the, the saboteur yeah. infiltrator. But, yeah, but yeah. She, that's later. And at this point, we don't really have that kind of analog. Yeah, because it was yeah. Black Arachnia in a proto. A was, proto yes, form? She was she was a proto. She was okay. the first proto. She had to. I, I think uh, Tigertron was first, but yes, Tigertron yes. was first. She had Black to Arachnia, I think, was second, and then Air Racer was third. I think. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And uh, Inferno's yeah. Inferno's like oh, toward yes, the end of season one, and then yes, and then uh, the Silverbolt and Quick Strike oh. and Weapon X. Yeah. And then transmutate. Transmutate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Trailer and then depth charge, depth depth charge. Yeah, geez, well, he came he came on his own. Oh, shit. that actually that reminds me that something else we'll have to talk about with the trailer. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah, in the in the fight we get our first waspinator losing a limb, <laughs> which <laughs> he gets beaten with his Beaten's own the, arm. Yeah, <laughs> just to add insult to injury. Yeah. And and we do get Primal saying that Megatron talks too much during fighting, which is true. And I th- think Primal might have said that once before in the show. I'm sh- I'm sure if you think he did, yes. then I'm sure he did. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm like 95 percent sure that he said that at some point. Um, also, I feel like we got a bit of a callback to Beast Machines at one point in this issue because Rattrap finds this really big suit mech. Yeah, that's to toss tarantulas out with, and that reminded me of that episode of Beast Machines where he's got where he has to protect Megatron for for a night, and yeah. he gets this really big mech to use. Uh, man, you I know you it's have a all better a memory for Beast Machines than me. 
<laughs> like I, I recognize like the the claws are definitely a power loader reference to the to, al- to that alien power yeah. loader. But yeah, like the cockpit kind of gave me that vibe. Yeah, same here. So I feel like they're they're pulling stuff from from both Beast Wars and Beast Machine. It yeah. feels like. Well, remember how I said uh, Rhinox was bad that uh, that Rat Trap was uh, eating organics. Yes. That, remember yep, that like how too. he backslide in Beast Machines about being a pure Cybertronian yep. and stuff like that. So, yep. I mean, there's there's little hints. Yep. But yeah, no. Overall, the the so Rat Trap manages to toss out Tarantulas. He manages to turn on defenses. And then we get the Maximals making their retreat, and lo and behold, everybody gets through except Dinobot because he's not a Maximal. Chunk. He just yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. he runs into a glass wall. Yep. <laughs> and this is we almost got our code of hero in issue six. Yeah. With Dinobot. Because he, he's pretty much like, oh, I'll take you all on. I already did it once. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it might have been good if it wasn't for the fact that, uh, uh, Tarantulas was just thrown out from behind him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we he did, get, he, he did not notice him. Yep. And this is one of those divergences because Dinobot gets stabbed. Like gets yeah, he, hurt. Yeah. And, then, and then they all just gang up on him. And just start kicking the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. I like how at this point there's just like, they're all just walk up and they're just like kicking him on the ground. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just mud. I mean, they're just it's, stomping it's, a hole in him now. I mean, it's supposed to be worse and they're doing a lot more damage, but I do like how it just kind of looks like just like one of those. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, and then of course, primal manages to get, some of the auto guns turned on and they managed to rescue Dinobot and chase the chase him away. Um, but the end of the issue sort of leaves off where it's like Dinobot is like permanently injured. Like, yeah, basically saying that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be much use to you. And primal's like, well, he's like, and this, this I thought was cool because Optimus ask him if he knows the significance of the designation Dinobot. And he talks right. about Grimlock and the Dinobots from G1, which I thought was a very cool callback because it's yeah. never really, talked about. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I, I thought was, that was, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah. And, and so, you know, even if, even if he can't fight like he did, they said that they're still honored to have him because Ooh. he's carrying, he, he's taken up the namesake without, intentionally knowing the history but he's he's still bringing honor to the history of the dinobots because of how yeah. they were. i also man that's actually really that's actually something interesting so uh the maximals are descendants of the autobots the predacons are descendants of the decepticons mm-hmm. uh the dinobots were more associated with the autobots yes mm-hmm. um <coughs> Sorry, I keep trying to mute myself when I cough and then I don't. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, get your flu shots. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I got I got I got the flu. This, uh, this took forever to make me better. Uh, not COVID, but originally. But um, so so it, so it's it's just in, and then also like on top of that, the Predacons are a warrior class. Dinobot in particular is like a warrior. Maybe his focus was a little bit more on the fighty fighty than paying attention in history class. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, it's still kind of interesting to me that he doesn't know the origin of his own name. Yeah. 
Um, and and that his name has significant, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty cool how they touched on that at the end because they never yeah. did in the show. Right. So the no. fact that the fact that they're pulling this these Easter eggs from the show, but they're slightly diverging, and then we're getting moments like this where I think it would have been really cool if they had touched on it in the show, but they never did. So I thought that was really neat. So overall, I mean, it's a pretty good first six issues of of the series. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not a beat for beat copy of the origin. They've, they've done some divergence from it and it's interesting where they're setting things up for. So it's going to be a different story than what we originally got. But I think that we're still going to see a lot of the same beats that we saw with the show, but I think they're going to have a, an interesting take on things moving forward. I, I like the conversation that, uh, primal has with rhinox at the end like they bookend this this first yes. arc with them sparring again yeah which is how true. they introduced primal and rhinox to begin with mm-hmm. and most of the maxwells and you know like how primal's like did i make mis-, you know like did i make the right calls or am i making mistakes and rhinox is like you, you know you you were cautious that was smart you're not perfect you can't be second guessing yourself at the moment you know, just just trust trust what you're doing. Yep. Overall, kind of, what did you think of the first six issues? I I uh, I, I liked it a lot. I, I think um, I, I I don't know. I I th- I'm I'm glad that I wa- I, well. First of all, I'm glad that I read it as as a trade. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I had read it issue by issue, oh. especially if there were any yeah, delays, it would have been a bit. Slow. It might have been yeah. a little slow. Yep. Um, I really hope that in the next two, the two things. My two worries are one, uh, we did not get cover that much ground in the first six issues. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they pick things up, but they did like tell a, this is an, or this is the first like three episodes of the show enough yeah. time to establish who the characters are and everything. Um, I hope that now that that's happened, that, that the bigger, the bigger story will pick up a little bit, but I'm also mm-hmm. really glad that it's not, crazy dense the way that a lot of the idw stuff was yeah um, yeah and i say was because this is my other concern uh idw lost the transformers lens yes they did um, yeah. and that's Just why all ended. the books ended yeah. so i'm really hoping that this book has an ending um but we'll see i mean i mean it's 18 issues it seems like yeah, 17 with an annual yes yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it, it seems like it should uh mm-hmm. like like that's Three arcs is is an, at least, and I mean, this was a even if it's not like an ending ending, like this was a like a, at least as much of an ending as we got for this you know arc. Like, don't you know, don't spend the next two arcs teasing the Vok and then just never pay. Yeah, them. never touch on them. Yeah, again. yeah. Um, and I, but I, I do like the, I like the status quo. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't love the new the new Decepticon that I already forgot their character. Scold. Scold oh, the snapping yeah. turtle. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I think I mean I I understand I guess I guess I would have ra- and also and I mean just in general like I like Nick's fine too. <laughs> I think that Nick's is it, it, it actually does they do a pretty good job of, of making making a, a character and I understand why you want to have a brand new character if you're retelling the story, but but also like why not just if you want more women in? Why not just have Black Arachne and Air Razor from 
That's true. Like, yeah. like, like although what? they they tease Black Arachnia coming, like they say next issue Black Arachnia, so they're oh, okay. already tease that for well. So for yes, yeah, so she'll be there soon. Um, yep. I just I I like Black Arachnia and I like Eraser and uh, yeah and yeah. Uh, I already forgot the snapping turtle's name. Skull. Um, Skull. Skull. <laughs> Skull. Like it's like a like it's like hot water, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, not a great name either. Uh, Nix is also, for that matter, Nix is not a great name. But uh, you know, why not like uh, Battlebot? <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, Turtle Tron. Every, every every other named character is pretty much, you know, somehow linked to their beast form. Right. So right. I'm I'm unfamiliar of any of Nix being any sort of a bat term. Yeah. And scold. Um. Not oh. really. Nyx in some mythologies is a primordial being of night. Oh, okay. Well, I think. sort of. I mean, yeah, I know it's 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 a it's a still a far pool. Yeah, but it's like how much better how much better would it be if if that character was named you know Batbot? Like <laughs> that's a that's a much better name. That's a much better name and. And 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 Turtletron, Batbot, and Turtletron. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. They could have named her Night Scream. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Oh my gosh, shots fired on Beast Machines again. Yeah, I I I, I do remember not liking Night Scream. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was the first six issues of of the Beast Wars comic. So I suppose we should probably touch on that little two minute trailer that came out that. Mm-hmm. You know, the inter- that took the internet. I don't want to say by storm, but there was certainly a lot of reaction to it's it. It's so interesting to me. It's like people didn't see Bumblebee. Like, yeah. people were like, "What? It's a Transformers movie that looks good." It's like Bumblebee was really good. Yeah, it was. I know. I this know. is not. I mean, as far well, as I know, Michael Bay isn't like involved in this. No, but it. My and understanding of this is it's a quasi reboot. Right. Right. It's yeah, post, yeah. yeah, like part reboot, part continuation from Bumblebee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I, I, yeah, my understanding is that it was in continuity with Bumblebee, at least. So um, it, I'm not entirely sure. Well, we'll it, find out. It's hard to say because yeah. the Bumblebee, the Bumble, Bumblebee character design looks very much like the one from, from the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. But the problem is that they did, they sort of carry the character model for prime, but prime had like an, an actual gun in Bumblebee. His arms didn't change into weapons. Like he had, yeah. he had an ax, he had the gun. So now you, you're almost touching on yeah, Michael but Bay. We're 40 character years design. Later. Like we're way, we're way late. We're way. It's a, Bumblebee was a period piece. I, I think this takes place. Yeah modern times right yeah, yeah true enough so so time and, has passed and i mean bumblebee yeah. even even changes his you know changes his form yeah, when he drives off true. so yeah yeah and to be fair i kind of do feel that they are pulling stuff from from the bay transformer stuff that was good mm-hmm. with the 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 transitions from from rope from the alt mode to robot and back or things that they they do in in the process of that like the scene with jazz in the trailer like oh, being chased jazz? by oh you mean, i'm guessing oh, it's uh, jazz that's, no that's mirage 
That's Mirage? Okay. Yeah. Oh, because, well, he, because he duplicates. Force, well, yeah. yeah, that's, I remember, okay. I wasn't sure, but I'm like, the, the car reminded me of Jazz's of original jazz. form, yeah. but yeah, the Mirage, yeah. So, like, just like, you know, first pulling, you know, that, that there was a neat thing, but the fact that, like, they do, I, again, one of my favorite things is where they transform around their occupant. The yeah. car, where Mirage gets knocked backwards, and literally just transforms forward. Yeah, that was cool. I really liked seeing RC. Yes. I loved yes. RC's character design. Yeah. Yeah. And she got the visor from the movie. Which that makes that because that also she looks uh, she looks like she looked in, in the, the flashbacks movie. in the in the. Yeah. Well, I was going to say in the. In oh, the, the flashbacks from the Bumblebee the flashbacks movie to, too. Yeah. To, oh, to yeah. Cybertron yeah. and the Bumblebee. But so so that's that's where I see it. I, I don't care if it's like. If it's a reboot or a requel or what, it's it's clear it's not it's not Transformer Six. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I will say, I will say, it's Bumblebee Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's more like Bumblebee Two than yeah. Transformer Six, yeah. or 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 maybe it's X Men First Class. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Well. I don't know if I want to make that comparison. <laughs> What's wrong with X Men First Class? Just the I think it's it's more of just like with going with how the X Men movies did their sequels and timelines and reboots. Right, we don't exactly want to look I, at it exactly the same, or we don't want the same result. Well, they well they go back and maybe it starts maybe it, maybe this movie starts uh, at the end of last night and then they go back in time. Uh, oh, and they erased last and they night. Erased na- last night. So that way, the fact that we never talked about it, we never have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, because that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's what Days of Future Past did. Was it undid? It erased uh, X three and uh, and Wolverine Origins. Oh yeah, that's true. So, so, so Bumblebee then would have been first class. This is Days of Future Past. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Because time travel shenanigans. I mean, there have to be, to be some a, kind of time travel shenanigans. I mean, to be honest, I did actually want to watch Days of Future Past. I didn't get to see it. I still haven't seen it. But I think I remember that Blink was thrown into it at at yes at the time, yeah. and that was and something Bishop. like. And yeah, and I wanted to see the because that's you know when you're doing time travel like and alternate things like, I mean, Blink's technically exiles, but I mean alternate timelines, things, junk stuff. Yeah. So you know, I was curious i just never got a chance <laughs> well i like to, i like today's a future past fun um yeah 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 I, I i mean i like i like i like almost all the x-men movies yeah like i like like uh like this in, to me like the x-men movies are definitely like a a side retailing kind of reimagining or a relook at some of the major beats of of x-men history mm-hmm. you know and same with the MCU. It's like I don't really always expect it to be exactly like the comics. No, no. And and anybody who who expects it to be exactly like the comics, it, it can't be because, well, for starters, you you can't get you, you the because you've got the medium of comics. There's so much things. There's so many things that can be done in comics that are just not that are just cost prohibitive in trying to do it in a movie that it won't work that are just like 
it would take too much time to try and figure out. Yeah. I mean, and the, and the thing is when you do have something that is, uh, that is shot for shot from the comic, it does, it does lose something. Um, yeah. Like, like, I don't know what, I mean, I think other people liked invincible, but, uh, I don't know what it was about the invincible show, but it just didn't quite, something didn't quite click for me. And it was, and I mean, that was, like literal, it was like literally the exact art from the comic, but mm-hmm. moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, yeah, there's, but it's just, it's just something, you know, something didn't perfectly translate. I love the Watchmen movie, but a lot of people, uh, you know, are critical of that. Uh, think that mm-hmm. it missed the mark, even though it is shot for shot from, yeah. uh, from the comic. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but, but, but the beast wars trailer. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> So, so I, my, so I love the, I love the G one character designs, the, uh, the, the, that we see. Um, I actually like, I, I get, even though we only have like two seconds with with the, with the two human characters, Mm -hmm. I already know I'm going to like, like my gut just tells me that I'm going to choose like even uh, something in a way that like, in a way that like Shia LaBeouf didn't work in a way that with like random, you know, John Cena or whatever, uh, don't necessarily, are, aren't necessarily perfect. Oh, actually I like John Cena, but, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, though. I think the Haley Stanfield character that we had in Bumblebee, I'm getting vibes of, of that sort of uh, with these characters in the right, trailer, right, right, which, yeah. which I thought was, a, worked well, which she's yeah. great. She's great. Haley. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but my cons and my, and, and also the voice of Optimus Primal, um, yeah. Oh yeah, that cho- that Thank choice for that voice it, it totally works. God, they at least they gave him some direction this time because yeah, Kendall, I don't think you ever saw the Machinima Power of the Primes series. You, it, it's probably something either a you probably wouldn't <laughs> I definitely watch, I definitely did not watch it. Yeah, so Ron Perlman did Primal in that, and oh, it I was forgot that was Ron Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. Like it's funny because I think that the only direction they gave him is talking monkey robot because he is so robotic. I in just it. It recently is... saw someone on Twitter post like a scene from the Machina where like just like oh thank God they gave him lines other than like yeah. what they did and and they showed that clip where like they actually gave Megatron him direction. Megatron like is there is like talking to Primal and he's like so this was nice. I'll just go like, yeah, it's just, it was like talking to a, a, a wall. It's just, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I think I was, I was really like, he has like one line and I was like, that, that sounds, that sounds right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you just, because the thing is with these, these characters is you really have to, you have to voice them. They have to voice them. Right. Because I have the, what it, it sounds like in my head. Mm-hmm. And it needs to sound like it sounds like in my head, but it's not going to sound like it sounds like in my head. So it's got to be like, you know, in a way that in a way that works and yeah. like, like we're for Cybertron. Some of the characters work. Some of them, I had to do some bending over backwards to, mm-hmm. to kind of, to kind of adjust my expectations. But with this, it just worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, you know, I maintain that rat trap needs to have a, 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 a Brooklyn accent. Um, we get a different fashion symbol. In yeah. the in yeah. the teaser at the end, yeah, we don't we don't see Predacon or Predacons or Decepticons actually. As far as I'm aware, I think it's supposed to be Terrorcons. Yeah, that's that's all they are. Um, 
and by the way, uh, Kendall, this this brings up the unfortunate thing that I heard about Rat Trap. Um, there's been like they're already kind of like picking a part of it, and supposedly that like the Terracons, like Scourge, is the name that's been going around. Who's going to be played by, voiced by Peter Dinklage? By the way, yes, uh, yeah. is supposed to be a bounty hunter who just hunts everything, mm-hmm. and people are pointing out that there's like a bunch of faction symbols on Scourge's uh, grill, like, you know, like tr- as trophies. And mm-hmm. I don't know how this, how they're doing, how they're making this case for it, but they're saying some of those look like the ones that were like from Rat Trap, uh, from like, and like they're naming actual people that they think that those symbols belong to. And, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was weird. It was like, how, I mean, in a weird way, yeah, they kind of, the symbols in the cartoons especially like later they kind of had a little bit of a personality in comics they had like a little personality the maximal symbols like when they were on there they weren't just the symbol they kind of just had like a little yeah. hint or way of weird things like that but i really don't know why they're going off on that but it is it is well you worrying. know what it's probably just a repaint of rat trap that he kept <laughs> yeah, it's his brother. Maybe he captured mouse. Maybe he captured mouse trap. Yeah, mouse hunt. <laughs> he captured mouse hunt. Mouse hunt. Yeah, there we go. Mouse, mouse catch, mouse catch. Yep. catch oh, mouse. um. Mouse, so mouse. the other thing that I was going to bring up. So mouse field. So the voice actor who voiced Depth Charge in Beast Wars is voicing Rhinox in this. Okay. Oh. So. From from what I understand, Jerry, Gary Chalk, who was the original voice of Primal, he was not approached. Um, that's what that's what he said. He was not approached for 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 trying to to go for it. Yeah. Um, nobody has heard anything from Scott McNeil, but it would not surprise me in the slightest if we had at least a cameo, considering how many roles he played, and he's that's probably true. the most iconic of the voices. Yeah, but the fact that they got the the actor for Depth Charge to come in and he's playing Rhinox, it would I would assume that they would have had to have approached at least some of the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just wanted it to be good. I'm sure. I mean, at least you know, either choose you know, either choose voice actors or choose you know, you know, pay for the union. Don't don't yeah. uh, don't yeah. use non-union acts actors. Yeah. Don't don't have Chad Vader or anything. But. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I was just talking with someone about that, too, about how, you know, voice acting and movies and stuff like that, because we were talking about the Super Mario movie. And oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw I saw a, <laughs> I, I saw the recent trailer where, like, Mario's being taken to the Mushroom Kingdom. And it's really nice. Like, there's all these little callbacks. They go past an antique show or store and you hear a toad say is like, does this work? And it's like, yeah, you just got blowing it. <laughs> yeah. I when I see that I I only watched the first trailer for uh, uh and I mean I I don't really like Chris Pratt but I don't I think probably I would be fine with him voicing whatever and I also don't think that uh 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 Martinet what's his name the Charles actual, Martinet Charles, Charles Martinet I don't think I would want to listen to that Mario voice I, for two hours I um, keep going back and forth I'm like I'm I'm kind of have a low expectations of of pratt at the moment for this like it's it to me at the moment it's like this is probably the thing that i might not like about the movie Mm -hmm. but i'm also like but i'm also willing to give it a chance so when i but when i watched when i watched the trailer i was like 
this looks like a cutscene from a video game. They mm. should have made a video game instead. <laughs> <laughs> because Maybe. because we, I mean, the last Mario game was five years ago. It, we're due for another <laughs> one. True. Like, like I, I don't want to watch a Mario movie, especially not one that's like, you know, aimed at kids. I mean, the Sonic movies, like, decided to go cuckoo bananas and were like, weird live action and had Jim Carrey and the first Jim Carrey role that he's played in 20 years. And like, you you know, they were, they were miracles, but, but I don't want a pretty good Mario movie. I don't. Yeah. And I certainly don't want a Mario movie. That's true to the source material. Cause I would rather, I, I would rather, yeah, I would rather th- have them put those resources into just making another freaking Mario. Give me Mario Odyssey two. It, it you know. does make it, it does feel a little bit like because of the success of Sonic, which I think, like you said, is is sort of like a miracle in and of itself that we've uh-huh. had two good Sonic movies. I feel like some Nintendo saw that and they're like, well, if Sega can do it. Why the hell can't we? And yeah. they already tried like, what, 25 years ago. And, and, I, and you know what? And you know what? I like the. I have a feeling I'm going to be the guy that freaking I'm that guy, whatever I'm going to be the guy that that liked the old, the original Mario brothers movie uh, over, over the, cause it's, cause it's a, cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a a wacky mess. Like this is just going to be, this is going to be two hours of cut scenes from a video game that I don't get to play. Yeah. It's It's, essentially somebody (laughs) took all the cut scenes and made a two hour long YouTube video. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't watch those YouTube videos. You, you know, <laughs> uh, like, like I was, I was really, really skeptical and I kind of still am skeptical about the last of us getting a show because I played yeah. the last of us and the last of us is like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great game, but it's like you play, you play the little stealth thing and then you get a 20 minute cutscene, and then you play the little stealth thing and then you get a 20 minute cutscene. So like, and it, and it's, and it's motion captured well acted, well written, like probably the best. I, I I would say it is. It's the best linear storytelling of any game that I've ever played. And that is, there's a limited number of games that I've played that have good stories because usually I'm a gameplay guy. Or and I also and I say linear because like it's it's impossible to compare that to the story in Skyrim or Elden Ring because yeah they're because they're, they're they're all over the place. But yeah, you can go anywhere. Like I just, no... I, I kind of think like we were talking earlier about, uh, adapting comics. Like you don't want to directly adapt it. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of feel like video games don't need to be adapted into TV shows and movies unless they've got an angle to it. Like yeah. I think Pokemon works because Pokemon yes. has always been, uh, episodic television, multimedia, everything. And that's why some of the Pokemon movies are great. That's why detective Pikachu was great. Uh, but I just, I don't need. But also probably if I had played Detective Pikachu, I don't know, which I haven't, like maybe I would be like, oh, this is either this is exactly like the game or it's nothing like the game. But yeah, I don't know. I just I don't I'm not ex- I'm, I'm I'm probably not going to watch the Mario movie unless people say it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 Beast Wars, the one <laughs> I, I want to make my <laughs> one last point about the Beast about Rise of the Beast trailer. So if you had asked if you would like said something to me while we were recording the original show and I was more grumpy than I am now. I would have been very, very mad 
that the beast modes look like robots. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he's a, the Optimus Primal is a giant robot monkey mm-hmm. and, uh, and Cheetor is a giant robot cheetah. Uh, and, and Air Razor is a, is a robot bird. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a little like, why that's a choice. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then it kind of, and it also like lends to the Michael Bay look of it. Like yeah. I, I think, I do think there are aspects like this, this trailer look visually to me, cause I started it saying you shouldn't be surprised that it looks good because Bumblebee was good because mm-hmm. Bumblebee was a great movie. Uh, visually this trailer looks half in between Bumblebee and yes. your typical Michael Bay movie. Yep. That's how uh, I felt too. And, and there wasn't a lot of substance. So, I mean, you know, you know, there wasn't a lot of like plot substance. It was just a lot of, this is what, yeah, the, it's what the like sizzle real teasers. I mean, and it's, and it's literally, it's a teaser trailer. So obviously, yeah. so it could go either. It could really go either way at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty optimistic just because of Bumblebee, but I just, I'm flabbergasted by the fact that people are surprised that a Transformers movie could look good because Bumblebee right, right at the ship. I, yeah. Yep. Yep. I do. So, I mean, we do get primal. We see primal transformed. I didn't really get a good look at Cheetor or Rhinox, except for the head of Rhinox. The, high, the head of Rhinox looks pretty spot on for Rhinox from the show. Um, I didn't really get a good chance to see Cheetor's robot mode. Primal's robot mode. Yeah, I see similarities, but it's definitely different. There's definitely differences from the show. From any yeah, primal, of the that he had. Primal, and this is, and actually this speaks to, this is why I like Beast Wars. Primal's beast mode looks really cool. Even though yeah. it's a, even though it's a robot monkey. Like, mm-hmm. I think it, it looks, it looks cooler than the, uh, it looks cooler than his, than his robot mode a little bit. Yeah. But also we just barely see his robot mode for like a second. Like, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of stuff moved by fast. It's a Michael Bay style, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it looks cool. Um, and uh, I'm and it's and the Obi Wan guy wrote it. Uh, Fingers yeah, so. crossed. So we'll and I'm just, I'm willing to have fun with it. Like even if it's yeah. uh, you know, even if it's even if it's not great, as long as it's not terrible, as long as it's not like uh, the last two hours is one bloated action sequence thing like that. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I have a feeling that I have a feeling that I'll really like it. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I have a feeling that we'll go into it and I will really like it. And either and either everyone else in the world will embrace it or um, you'll or like, like it and everybody will hate well, it. I'll like it and everyone else will hate it. But I, <laughs> I can't see myself not like it. I'm 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 trying to have. I'm trying to remain optimistic, cautiously optimistic, I guess is yeah. the best way I could put it, because I'm hoping that it leans more in the way of Bumblebee rather than the Babe verse movies. Right. But we still don't have enough to be able to know. I mean, for I mean, those, those, some of those, some of those aspects of elements of some of those movies are so bad. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I had, I had fun with, I had fun with the last night. I, I, I still think the, the first Transformers movie is fine. Um, I like the tra- first Transformers movie. I thought the first Transformers yeah. movie was a but, fine movie. But, but two and three, and I never saw four. But two and three especially three like there's yeah. just it's like there's just this like manic there's this weird manic energy to it and 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 everybody's terrible and like 
like all that all that they need to do and this is this is where where bumblebee comes all they need to do is make an okay movie like the movie needs to be as as well done as black adam like i don't know if you guys saw black adam i haven't seen it yet it's it is it is down the middle like textbook superhero kind of reminded me a little bit of aqua of aquaman okay like like you're not gonna it's no it's not gonna be anybody's favorite movie uh it, it's just not gonna you know it, you know it just it follows all the all the steps you know all it checks all the boxes for mm. a, a, a stereotypical and that's all the transformers used to do because transformers is cool because the transformers are transformers yeah like like that's that's all it needs to do it just needs to not have like actively horrible things like annoy you know you don't want annoying racist boombox transformers or rc car transformers or whatever those things were uh you don't want the weird uh ken jong's weird character in three like Mm. you don't i mean yeah you you know like like just just this yeah there's like this like manic energy and weirdness to those to some of those movies that's just like so bad and then you don't want I mean, you can even get away with some of with some hour long action, bloated action sequences, but like make that the whole thing. Yeah. The the thing that I'm that I'm hoping uh, because I know Peter Cullen did a, a a con panel earlier this year, and he talked about like he touched on War for Cybertron and how he was still upset over the fact that they used non union guys and he never got approached for it. Um, also, he talked. He talked about how he did not like some of the lines he had in the Michael Bay movies, like "kill them all." He's like, "That's not Optimus Prime," and he didn't want to read it. And Michael Bay is just like, "Just read it." He's like, "I want it in the movie. Just read it." And he really didn't want to do it, and so I'm hoping that he had a better experience. And I hope that the character of Optimus Prime is a bit. It doesn't have to be G1. Like, I know we've moved past that. We were selling toys and in, to a lesser degree. Yes, we're selling toys with these movies, too. But if if you can get it just somewhere close to not bloodthirsty out for revenge, Optimus Prime, then I'll be happy. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, these movies should be about heroes. Yep. Yeah. Not rah, rah, America, kill them all. Yeah, not say that not, that is and not, all America and not so. uh and not and not you know uh by any methods necessary uh yeah you, you know kind of kind of stuff like like you're better than good is better the good guys are better than the bad guys because they they don't go you know, to the lengths that the, the bad right, guys will yeah they make the right decision you know they make the right decisions they make the moral decisions yeah yeah exactly that's all you need. If you can do that, then I'll be, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll, I won't feel like I wasted my money. What about you, Jordan? I'm pretty much the same, just cautionally optimistic. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing and I'm just hoping, you know, I hope nothing pops up that basically will ruin the, uh, the, the, the currently positive feeling I have. Yeah. Also, I'm totally trademarking the Chi and B team right now. That that is <laughs> copyright Warren Beast. So if I see Hasbro or somebody saying, "Oh, it's the Chi and B team," I am going to sue you, Hasbro. 
I at least want a free figure out of that for out of that phrase. <laughs> I will even take a, a small writing credit if you use it. Or we can just interview somebody from the cast. I will take that as compensation. <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's the first six issues of the Beast Wars comic. We've discussed the trailer. We only had two questions. One of them is an AI question. <laughs> well, it it no, it's three questions. The AI printed out two similar questions. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like not even questions. I don't even want to answer them. <laughs> We talked a lot. Well, yeah. I, I think we should at least give a, a shout out to to what's what's their name? Jar Jar Drinks. Jar Jar they, Drinks. They, yep. They've they've given us questions before, <laughs> and it was kind of like a little funny, you know, funny, you know, funny question. Uh, but I I think it's more like it would be better if we just sent sent them a link to the DF Wiki page <laughs> at this point and try to explain it ourselves. Oh, I'm, I'm totally doing that for the episode question? for the episode right up. I am putting a link to the TF Wiki. What is Beast Wars? What is Beast Wars? Is the friends we made See, we have like a whole meta meta narrative that we can call back on from from six years of podcasting now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. That's uh, where the yeah. That's that's why I like that's why I like doing these like just once every once in a while, just coming back on and uh, yeah, talking about the thing without having to add, have the weekly grind. Yeah, and actually, yeah. So I mean. As was alluded to earlier, there, there's still other issues. We're probably going to do volume two. I think we said probably next month. We'll probably come yeah. Let's let issue. I would say let's let's try one. for let's yeah. try for once a month. I think we'll yeah. Good. We'll knock we'll knock those out in January and February, and then you know when this when when is when does the movie come out? This summer, I think. I, I want to say May, either March or May. I think it's a month that starts with them. I'm pretty sure. If it came out in March, that'd be real. That'd be real convenient. Uh, I've got the IMDb page. Uh, expected June 9th, twenty twenty-three. Oh, okay. So it's probably changed because I want to say it might have been May originally, and then I, they must have pushed it to June. Yeah, yeah. June June 9th is the release date on IMDb. I think one of my grandchildren was maybe born close to that date. Who knows? Maybe I'll be taking my grandkids to go see a movie. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll yeah. go see the movie. But yeah, there you go. It's been another, been another episode. I want to. I was about to say it's been another week, but we aren't it's doing been a long week. week. So, yeah, <laughs> we're recording this on a Friday. I am probably going to edit it this weekend to get it up on Monday. So, so you're welcome, folks. Sounds good to me. So yeah, there you go. Anything you folks would like to plug? Kendall, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Kendallcast.ninja, uh, movie roundtable. Uh, we should have our hook episode uh, up Ooh. soon, and then we've got our end of the year. We're gonna do a mini review of uh of Jingle All the Way, followed oh, by. Nice a uh, weird us arguing the five films that need to go on our essential films list. Uh, We put last year, we put, we put 10 on, but it was for the first two years. So this is uh, 
we've we've uh we'll have we've reviewed 12 more films um and uh we're gonna take five from either that them or films that we had reviewed previously and add them to our essential Kendall cast movie roundtable list and we'll argue with each other and probably Ian will try to put radio days on it because <laughs> that movie's terrible and I'll probably put isn't that the one that no wait I'm thinking radio flyer that's it radio days is uh uh what's his name movie the the uh-huh. nervous guy that that nervous fella um oh I'm I'm blanking I was gonna say there's lots of nervous fellas that doesn't narrow it down for me the guy that's problematic um woody allen get a, woody uh, allen okay yeah okay uh but uh yeah yeah um, yeah that is a problematic nervous guy problematic nervous guy yeah uh and then um uh just tons of star wars card content uh i uh i recently interviewed uh chuck kallenbach who was a uh designer of the of the star wars ccg game in the 90s it's a very uh it's a very fun behind the scenes interview that uh he did a good job of of talking in a way that wasn't too be, uh inside baseball so even if you're not a a Star Wars card person it's a fun it's a fun little interview um and then I uh I'm nominated for content creator of the year so hopefully I win uh for the Star Wars card uh community uh good luck uh, yeah, I, I by the I time this posts, it'll be too, voting will be over. Uh, but but I'm nominated for so hopefully I win. Well, I voted so that counts, and I voted too. Mm-hmm. And I'm at K Holman on Hive. <laughs> <laughs> if it's even still active, I was there oh, and then yeah. Hive shut down. That Mastodon <laughs> Mastodon didn't approve me. So, <laughs> wait, they have an approval process? Mastodon is complicated. Uh. <laughs> Well, this sucks because I I finally got at Gonmon and now I've probably lost it. Well, oh, you well you were able, so you found uh you, you the only some of the servers have so if you were able to register it then then uh then you should be fine. You, I did, you, but then when I tried to sign back in, it was asking me to sign up again. I'm like, uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Guess we'll have to see. Jordan, how about you? Um. So you can still find me at Dory Mingu, at D-O-R-I underscore M-I-G-U. I'm still mostly helping out uh, Art with the the um, the Alphabet Flight podcast, which at this point I'm like making like little uh, uh, polls and and I along with the little, little videos. So it's been kind of fun. Like I think uh, I'm like I had to look up stuff for. Uh, um, banshee because of what's coming up this week and did you know that his current job is pretty much the spirit of variance no yeah he's basically a ghostwriter oh oh vengeance not variance. well no 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 it it is a, called spirit of variance but apparently it works like a ghostwriter spirit okay. and apparently a character named mother righteous Who's who's new? So we don't really know that much about it. Can just pick and choose and give people that. So when he Ooh. like when Banshee was like resurrected, she's like, "Hey, you want to be the spirit of variance?" And he's like, "Okay." And now he's a purple flaming head guy. Yeah, it sounds like something that would happen in X Men these days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like for crazy comic stuff, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I I help out get like the covers and and images to go along with a lot of the stuff too 
art art usually just inter- if you haven't if you don't know what alphabet flight is uh which uh you can find it on on uh under that name on twitter and instagram and stuff it's just basically art gets those old uh official handbooks of the marvel universe and and goes entry by entry with a guest and it's you know just sometimes get into the weeds of some of the most crazy insane comic stuff and sometimes it's like the best comic stuff sometimes it's not but it's still an interesting ride oh yeah no i've always enjoyed alphabet flight (sighs) yeah no otherwise you can you can find me at on twitter at the real gone man i was so excited when hive came out because i got just at gone man and i haven't said haha sucker i got your handle that's been inactive for four years but oh well i'll try and get it again we'll see otherwise you can you can find us on facebook you can send us emails to war and beast podcast at gmail.com yes we do still check that every once in a while uh at warren beast on twitter also and we've got the facebook group so look us up you'll find us on your favorite podcast streaming service we're pretty much on everything now even spotify google podcasts iHeartRadio. I have no idea how we managed to get on that, but we're on that. There you go. But I will also give a big shout out to folks who joined me for the Extra Life stream this year back in November. Uh, we, as a team for Audio Entropy, were able to raise $1,013. So we were able to meet our goal again. I raised, oh my gosh, how much did I raise myself? $364. That was the most I've ever raised for, for Extra Life, and I appreciate it. I only had a goal of 150, so I more than doubled my goal this year. So that was great. And I got to go to the Children's Hospital that's local to me. So thank you to everybody who donated. But, you know, as we as we say always, it's been another week. And it's Friday, so technically it has been. But for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. To all their one, folks. We shall catch you next month. Terrorize. I realize I just saluted my webcam and we're on an audio (laughs) format.